Welcome into another edition of What Barry's Talking About from Barry360. I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, automobile windshields. They're not just another piece of glass. What they do and why you need to keep them in good repair. Talk is Free Theater brings a new production of the musical Jesus Christ Superstar to the Five Points Theater, drawing parallels between the final days of Christ and the final days of Black Panther Party Chairman Fred Hampton. A report last week on stolen vehicles talked about a huge increase in thefts in Ontario. We talked Talk with Barry Police about how you can keep someone from driving off with yours, and we get the latest on the Barry Colts journey through the OHL season. We get the conversation started after this. This is what Barry's talking about from Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely, a new production of the musical Jesus Christ Superstar. A pre-performance tonight at Five Points Theatre. This is in partnership with Talk is Free Theatre. We'll give you all the other details a, a little bit later. This is a, a radically different production from what I understand, uh, from what a lot of us would remember from the 1970s when Jesus Christ Superstar first came out and, and in various incarnations since. Here to tell us about the production, director Sasha Dennis. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Before we start talking about the production, you're the founder of something called Musicals Reimagined. Let's discuss that, what that's all about and how that came about. Thank you. Um, well, Musicals Reimagined was, uh, is the best way I can describe it is a director's vision board. Um, a- after having directed for a, a couple of years, I just wanted to put something online um, uh, for people in my community to see what I'm doing and the things that I want to tackle. And it's really a, a chance for me to challenge traditional uh, practices in musical theater that sometimes are problematic. So I really, I, and, I, and also flipping flipping uh, tr- traditional theater as well is what I love to do. So this isn't the first musical you've reimagined? Not at all. Not the first and not the last. All of that said, set the stage for us on this production of Jesus Christ Superstar. How did it come about? Why did you want to, to focus on this production? Of course. I think um, I've always had a fascination with the Black Panther Party, um, particularly Fred Hampton. I didn't really know much about um, his story. And um, as I started to do more more research, I understood what their why was. Their why was really to fight for uh, um, freedom and equality and basic needs for black people. Um, so that really, that's really interests me. And as I did a deeper dive, I realized how uncanny the parallels were between Fred Hampton and the accounts of Jesus Christ and, and um, knowing that there is Jesus Christ Superstar, the musical, and it's been around for 50 years, I really took that as a vehicle for me to reimagine it this way. Is the music the same? You just changed the, the lyrics and, and made it all fit? <laughs> I wish I wish it were that uh, that simple, but actually when you uh, license the show and when you do the show, you can't make any changes to the text, um, which is great because that is a challenge for me. I love to do that and I like to work around um, <laughs> what is actually there. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing. And I think I think folks would recognize the songs if they know Jesus Christ Superstar. They know they recognize the songs. Um, we just kind of do it differently, and I think it's exciting. What was the inspiration for this? You, you kind of touched on that, but go a little deeper for us. <laughs> the inspiration for me, um, well, I, I feel like since 2020, there's been such a um, uh, a need for black voices to be heard um, and us taking more space. And I think really that was the impetus for me to want to 
um, put more black stories on stage and have people understand um, understand that. And um, I, I'm very I feel very strongly anytime I do work and working on reimaginings, I really I feel strongly about uh, hiring black people, people of color. So our whole cast is all POCs and um, and very talented POCs in Canada that I don't think a lot of people give credit to. Uh, so that's really my passion is wanting to uplift and empower black people. And I bet the cast is just jazzed to, to be a part of this. Absolutely jazz. They are, they have really taken this concept and running with it. And I, and then I, I feel so blessed to have that, to have a, a great team, a great cast that really understands the vision and wants to do well with it. Is this the first time you've put on this production? Uh, this will be the first time we've done different iterations of this concept before. Mm-hmm. I've, I did a music video um, in 2021 of just one of the songs from Jesus Christ Superstar. Gethsemane. And Gethsemane, yep. that's correct. And, um, you know, concert versions here, presentations here, um, but never a full um, production. So how have these previous little productions been received? <laughs> It's actually been received really well. I think a lot of people are surprised to see it done this way. Um, and, you know, I, I say it's surprised that it's done this way. I mean, there's lots of different versions of Jesus Christ Superstar over the last 50 years, right? There's been an all-female version. There was a, a soul uh, version. Um, they did a soundtrack in 1972. Um, so there have been different versions and retellings of Jesus Christ Superstar. But to see it done this way, and I think a lot of people were really surprised by the story. And I think it did really well because of that. Well, and as you say, there are parallels. That's right. Lots of parallels. I was really surprised. And again, why the reason why I ran with this kind of motiv- motivation and concept um, is that, you know, Fred Hampton served for three years. Jesus's ministry was three years. They both died on a Friday. William O'Neill, who was uh, an informant for the FBI um, uh, and infiltrated the Black Panther Party, um, he's kind of our Judas. And uh, he also committed suicide um, years later because of the guilt um, that he had. So lots of, lots of similarities they had. They all had the uh, Last Supper on the Thursday. Um, the Black Panthers got together at midnight and shared shared a meal. And, and that's where William O'Neill poisoned one of uh, Fred's drink, which uh, which led to the raid the next morning. So, yeah, it was, there's lots of lots of similarities that I couldn't ignore. A little bit haunting, isn't it? Very, there very are haunting. That many similarities in the two stories. Yes, yes. I thought it was. I, I was. I was so fascinated by it, and I keep discovering new new similarities. And I and I'm and I just want to be able to show that, showcase that on stage. Okay, you're going to get this done and out of the way. It runs till December second. What do you have your eye on next? <laughs> Oh my goodness, so many things. There's so much to say. And I have like, yeah, so many projects uh, on the go. I have an, an adaptation of Ragtime. Um, it's a new musical I'm writing uh, with my writing partner. And uh, we hope to do a, a workshop of that, of the whole show next year. Uh, so yeah, just I really love flipping scripts and seeing it differently. So I'm excited. There's a huge history book you can draw from, isn't there? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Lots. <laughs> All right. As we say, pre-performance is tonight Correct. at uh, Five Points Theatre. Opening is tomorrow night, but both of those are sold out. That's right. But there are tickets available for the rest of the productions. And in fact, uh, another uh, performance has been added on to December 2nd, I understand. That is right. All right. I believe tiff.ca is the website to go to for more information. Sasha Dennis, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank, thank you, you for, for this production. A different perspective on, on uh, something that many of us uh, have known about for a long, long time. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Best of luck to you. Thank you. 
Auto thefts have reached a historic high in Ontario, with the Honda CRV still the vehicle of choice for thieves. Nearly 2,700 of them were stolen last year from around the province. They're also the most stolen car in Canada, with more than 5,600 swiped last year. Vehicle thefts on the whole skyrocketed by 48% last year, which prompted a call from us to Peter Leon at Barry Police to come in to talk about the issue and how you can protect yourself. We're not immune from this spike in thefts, are we? Regrettably, we have seen uh, probably on average so far this year, just over one vehicle per day being stolen in the city of Barrie, which is uh, an increase uh, over uh, over previous. Um, obviously, we're hearing from the GTA police authorities down there where this type of occurrence is much more regular than here. Ours seems to be a, a bit of a circle. It comes and it goes. Uh, we get a rash and then it seems to stop. But we can never afford to let our guard down. As, as vehicle owners, we need our vehicles to get from point A to point B and back and all points in between. So we need to protect our vehicles and uh, make sure that they're going to be in the driveway when we go out in the morning to use them. Is there a particular modus operandi, if you will, uh, among thieves? Are they approaching people in their cars or is it happening overnight? In the past week, uh, we saw a bit of a trend where we had vehicles being stolen overnight while people slept. Uh, that still seems to be the most popular way of obtaining vehicles. Uh, we have uh, haven't seen the violent carjackings per se that we, we've certainly heard about in the GTA that are taking place for high-end motor vehicles. But again, you can never afford to let down your guard. People need to be vigilant. You need to be aware of your surroundings at all times. And, uh, you know, make sure that you lock your key, check your glove boxes, make sure that there's no spare key in there. Because if you do leave it unlocked, that's the key to somebody else's success. And we don't want to see uh, you become a victim of opportunistic thieves. Let's talk about some of the protections that people can take. First of all, if they're sleeping, the car's parked in the driveway or even in the garage. Best if it's in the garage, but that won't stop a thief either. No, no. Make sure the vehicle is always locked, no matter where you leave it, whether it's in the garage, underground, your driveway. First and foremost, make sure that the vehicle is locked. That's always step number one. The other thing you can do is put your keys, if you have a, a key fob that opens your vehicle, that starts your vehicle with a push-button start, uh, keep the keys away from the front door. Uh, invest in a Faraday-type pouch. Uh, that will uh, block the radio frequency from the key fob from getting out uh, and, and being able to be cloned. And, and that could result in your vehicle being stolen if they are able to clone that. And they're not expensive. They're only seven or eight bucks, I think. And they're they're available at, uh, at uh, most automotive type uh, stores. And uh, they're very popular right now. Uh, so there should be a lot of stock in there. Hey, Christmas is coming. It would make a great stocking stuffer uh, for anybody, uh, you know, to, to make sure they keep their vehicles the, safe. The other thing is you can disengage that push button start if you want. I know in my car it has it, but you can pull that button off and that disengages uh, all of that, I believe. Anything you can do to, to prevent the theft from taking place. Um, we've suggested in the past, again, with, with vehicles that are popular to thieves, Cover your VIN number that's on your dashboard at the bottom left corner of your windshield. Uh, again, uh, they're able to access information from that VIN plate. Uh, that may assist as well. The other thing that we strongly encourage people to do is get a steering wheel locking device. And again, uh, apply that in your driveway, parking lot. Even if you're going in to grab a, a few groceries, 
don't give somebody the chance. If you've got it, use it and and protect yourself. We're even seeing people investing in boots that they put on the locking boots onto tires that uh, that are very popular with with vehicles that are left parked in places that shouldn't be. Uh, people are doing that and putting them on their driveway. I, I saw a neighbor who had one on his boat to ensure that nobody could could hook up his boat and, and, and trailer it off during the summer season as well. So again, people are getting very creative in their own special way, which is good. Um, we want the public to be certainly aware that, you know, this is a preventable type of offense if you do everything that you can. And again, should you become a victim, you'll be able to report this back to your insurance company with what you have done. Uh, but most importantly, you need to let the police know as soon as possible. Because again, if that vehicle's on the road, we can have officers looking for it locally and beyond our jurisdiction here in Barrie. You mentioned uh, being aware of your surroundings in terms of people who might be uh, fall victim to, to a carjacking. What else should people be doing or thinking about? Uh, these tend to be violent at times, so you have to be quite careful. Comply with the request. Again, your safety is paramount. Uh, you, you can never do enough to keep yourself safe. Uh, if they want your car, give it to them. You know what? Your life is much more valuable than, than a vehicle that is insured, that is replaceable. Yes, it's going to be an inconvenience. And, you know, certainly we don't want to see people uh, victimized by these individuals. But again, it comes down to your personal safety. And, and that's what's most important. As always, thanks for the advice. Thank you. And let's stay safe out there. What Barry's talking about is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry and Simcoe County have to offer and more. You can get caught up and make it easy to keep up in the future by subscribing to What Barry's Talking About through any podcast distributor. Still to come on What Barry's Talking About, what is your windshield watching while you're looking through it in your travels and why you need to ensure it's in good shape? And a look at the Barry Colts' fortunes last week and how this weekend is shaping up. Now this. Our community rocks. It's a well-known fact blood transfusion saves lives. It's also a well-known fact that the world relies on voluntary unpaid donations to fill the need for blood. The need for blood never ends. Canadian Blood Services in Barrie is calling on you to help save a life. Please consider donating today. Appointments are mandatory and must be booked in advance. Book today at blood.ca through the Give Blood app or by calling one 888 Our community rocks on Barrie's Rock Station. Rock 95. This is what Barry's talking about on Barry 360. I'm Dan Blakely, joined today by William Monteith, the owner of Zenitech in Barry and a couple of other places too. And we brought you in today to talk about Auto Glass because you've just opened a, a brand new exclusive Auto Glass shop around the corner from us. Yeah, yeah, we're very excited about it. I, I, I'm thinking at one point windshields were pretty easy to to take out and put back, but uh, there's a lot of stuff plastered on windshields now. I bet it's a, a little bit more labor intensive than it used to be. Yeah, it's gotten to be uh, cars have gotten to be more uh, closer to computers than than they've ever been, um, and a big part of the uh, information coming into the car is coming through your windshield. Um, so yeah, the windshields become a very integral part of um, the vehicle's ability to know and help you uh, with your driver assist and, and uh, the information that it processes. 
Well, and there are some that uh, have uh, actual display that gets uh, shone up on them. Is that part of the windshield or is that in the dashboard and shines up? Yeah, no, that's in the dashboard. Um, but uh, there's all kinds of, you know, cameras and radars and, and all kinds of other stuff that um, built into the windshield that it's uh, super important that it gets calibrated. It's a big part of what we, uh, why we had to open a new facility was specifically around calibration. There's a lot of um, space needed to do it according to the factory um, specifications, which is where we really focus on is um, repairing the car back to the factory uh, settings, not working within a confined space. Um, we work with 23 different manufacturers on the collision side of the business. So we got to learn a lot about the importance of calibration um, when changing a windshield or fixing your car. Um, and some of the scarier stats is only about a third of cars that are repaired are getting calibrated. And so it's this big learning curve the industry isn't up to speed on. And uh, it's a interesting, very much evolving um, part of the auto repair industry is this calibration side of um, the car and the technology. There's just so much of it. What happens if you don't get that calibrated, if, if, if you don't bother with it? It increases um, the chances of the car not getting proper, you know, the car really is living in a virtual world. Uh, and then there's the real world. And what we do is we marry the two to uh, accuracy. So if you change a windshield and there's a difference of uh, two, three, four, five millimeters on how the windshield goes in, you know, 100 yards out when it's reading that transport truck that's coming into a different lane or a motorcycle, um, you know, it's a difference of feet. Um, and sometimes 10 feet. Um, and then obviously the car thinks uh, it's closer or further away than, than actual. Uh, and that's when you get into, you know, motorcycles, smaller objects or something moving from the left or the right, or if it's aimed too far up or too far down, um, the car doesn't, uh, at this point anyways, aren't smart enough to know what actual distance is. So we teach it actual parameters, again, to make sure that the sensor is back to that factory parameter and factory setting. And I'm guessing if you got a stone chip or a crack, that might impact all of what's happening there too, which is why you really need to get in and have it addressed as opposed to letting it sit for months and months and months. I'll get around to it. Yeah, any distortion in front of the cameras um, or sensors throw off everything. So yeah, if you get an impact and a crack ends up going through that camera, um, you know, stone chips are relatively... Um, easy to fix. Insurance companies cover them actually free of cost um, to the to the consumer. And, um, you know, if you get it soon enough and water and moisture doesn't get in there, and then what's about to happen is uh, that moisture is about to freeze and uh, you get the big cracks happening within the next cold snap that comes. Um, if you don't address your stone chips, you know, we see a huge influx uh, in that first cold snap. I bet a lot of people never think about that, do no, they? No, no. It's, I mean, it's one of those things you... You, uh, if you haven't been through it yet um, and haven't had it happen, you, you don't know what you don't know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. You mentioned insurance companies looking after stone chips. What about uh, an entire windshield replacement? Is that generally covered or is there deductibles involved there or how's that work? Yeah, there's deductibles. Um, but yeah, your, your, your policy will, will always cover that. Um, some insurance companies push really hard for you to uh, accept aftermarket glass or OEE glass, as some of our competitors refer to it as. Um, but those are all aftermarket. We really push factory. Um, again, any distortion we see, we've seen it 
um, in aftermarket glass, we can't calibrate the cameras correctly um, or at all. Give us an idea, if you can, uh, about the cost of a new windshield. So if somebody didn't have it on their car insurance, they turned it down because they think they would never need it or or whatever. But if they didn't have insurance, Mm -hmm. what's it going to cost them just for the piece of glass and everything that's attached to it now before you even add in your labor? Yeah, well, the glass itself, I mean, it's a huge range depending on is the front windshield heated? Uh, you know, there's a, a lot, some of the higher end cars, it can be up to $3,000 just for the piece wow. of glass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, but what's closer to normal is five to $700 is closer um, to normal for a piece of glass. So you've been open a couple of weeks uh, here on Huronia road, just uh, shy of big Bay point road. Uh, a lot of people coming in, a lot of people uh, wondering what's going on. Yeah. We're starting to get calls that we never got before. And phone number. If somebody wants to call ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, 705-737-1988. Um, we'll get you to any of our services. And, and then from there you choose which where you want to go. William, thanks for dropping by. Thanks for shedding some light on what uh, the industry is all about because I know people ask about it all the time and people put it off all the time. So maybe they won't put it off now based on what you've told them today. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to it again. The Barry Colts earned a split of their games last weekend. We get a review from Barry 360's Will Conkin and Colts broadcaster and writer Gene Pereira. Never a dull moment with uh, this club, hey, Gene. Uh, Colts rattle off three wins in a row, 5-3 against Kingston to start things off. Another win over Mississauga, 3-1, then old rivals of the battalion, 4-2. It seemed like a lot of the young guys were uh, really making an impact in these ones, eh? Yeah, it was an outstanding weekend, especially for the young group. I mean, they were without veterans like Frask and Boick. He injured himself on Friday night, and then... Uh, Weigel as well, so you kind of carried the day, that 5-3 win over Kingston. Uh, Shamar Moses got his first couple of goals of his OHL career after a pretty good start, was kind of snake-bitten there, but he just, uh, again, he's kind of leading the way there, an outstanding uh, young player, their first-round pick. And then on Friday night, Mississauga, uh, you know, Sam Hillbrand bounced back after that tough start in Ottawa where he got pulled after giving up four goals. Um, you know, he bounced back with an outstanding effort, especially in the third. I think he stopped 17 shots there uh, against Mississauga uh, to hold on to the lead. And then he got the start again against North Bay in that win as well. And the same thing where North Bay was pressing really hard in the third period. Hill Brandt was outstanding and uh, it helped Barry solidify you know, the third win, a, a sweep of the weekend. Colts are kind of bunched up, I kind of guess, in the standings. Uh, it really looks like a tight race. It seems like every game really matters. Yeah, you know, you go from, like, you know, a focus of where they lose six of eight and they're struggling and they make the move to the youth release and Cooper Matthews and so on. But, you know, then they come back and sweep the weekend and all of a sudden you look at it, well, they're four points at a top spot in the conference. And, you know, and really, again, just six points separate the top nine out of ten teams in the conference, which really tells you there's nobody really running away with it. It's it's still somewhat early, but, uh, you know, we're a quarter into the season, and it it shows that maybe uh, nobody's going to run away with the East and that this young group, uh, if they play like they did this weekend, uh, they can find themselves in the mix. Colts hit the road today, take on the Ice Dogs, then uh, host the Gulf Storm on Saturday. What do you see happening in these ones? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously Thursday in, in St. Catharines and, you know, the bit of the rivalry, the Central Division rivals, the, the Ice Dogs, but they've really struggled. They've undergone a coaching change and an opportunity, a game that really barely should, uh, you know, you, you want to get a win here uh, in, in, in Niagara and, uh, you know, again, start the weekend off well. And then you return home on Saturday to face a Guelph Storm team that's a pretty good team in the Western Conference. And, but again, an opportunity where you're coming off some success and, you know, you, you hope that you can build on that confidence that you gained from this past weekend. Always a pleasure. Thanks again, Gene. Thanks, Will. And that's our program for this week. Thanks to Will for his input, to Matt Ladder for his technical expertise, and to you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to What Barry's Talking About, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with What Barry's Talking About on X at Barry360, on our website, barry360.com. Some of you can still see us on Facebook, and there's our daily Kickstart podcast, available from any streaming service and on our website. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.